0: to the Public Safety Innovators Podcast. <music> Connecting you with experts and trendsetters who are leading innovation in law enforcement, private security, and personal protection. <music> and now, your host, Adam Wills. <music> Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to episode 22 of the Public Safety Innovators Podcast. Today is another solo episode, and I want to talk to you about the single greatest threat to your copreneur journey. When we are isolated, we struggle to thrive and achieve that which we aspire for. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about why isolation is so detrimental to you as a copreneur and give you some ways to overcome it. So let's go ahead and just dive right in and get started. Feeling isolated sucks. Now, we would have all agreed to this even before last year, and I don't really feel like talking about the C word right now because quite frankly, I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of dealing with it. So we'll skip right over that. The reality is this last year really demonstrated for a lot of us just what isolation really feels like. We all were separated from each other, forced to do things in an online environment, staying away from each other, and we've all really just experienced firsthand now what isolation really is like. So now more than ever, you can understand what isolation really is. A sense of feeling like you belong is one of our most basic human needs. It's something that we all need to experience in order to be successful. And entrepreneurship is an inherently lonely endeavor. Being a copreneur often means that you are starting off a solo business. You are a solopreneur and you're trying to mete out an idea and determine whether or not you have a successful business to be made from it. So we find ourselves isolated just by nature of the fact that we are uh, an entrepreneur and, and trying to start something new. Combined with the pressures of starting and setting up your business, you are the leader. Of that business. You're the accountant. You're the salesperson. You're the marketing team. The buck stops only with you. Everything becomes your responsibility. You have to do it all. You're wearing multiple hats. You're juggling all of these roles and responsibilities. And there's really nobody to bounce those things off of. There's nobody to, to bring in as part of the inner circle to help you achieve those things. And that becomes inherently lonely. And isolating. Working from home compounds that challenge. And depending upon where you are in your coproneur journey, you are likely to some degree working from home that is probably most likely the case if you're in the beginning stages of your copernican journey or if you just have the type of business that you know doesn't require you to have office space or maybe you haven't started building an in-person team yet working from home is inherently isolating you're likely communicating mostly via technology rather than in person and many of you that are still on the job you've, you've likely struggled and battled with this, this last year as well. Um, you know, I've heard of a lot of law enforcement agencies that are doing, uh, virtual briefings now and things like that. And I just can't, I can't personally imagine or understand how you build a team environment and how you, uh, can collaborate and bounce ideas off of each other and share information as effectively by doing a virtual briefing. But nonetheless, The challenge here is that the opportunity for creating new relationships is diminished. And I can tell you from from my own experience, working from home, I get sucked into my work. My office is just, you know, 10 paces from from wherever I'm at in the house. And if I'm feeling like I'm behind in things, or maybe I'm just really motivated or excited about something new that I'm working on and I want to get out there, I get sucked into my work, and I'm a lot more willing to push my hours beyond w- what I really should. You know, skip lunch, uh, work after kids are in bed at night, and so we get sucked into our work, and it just becomes more and more isolating. Now, I've got to share with you a little bit of uh, my experience in starting my own coprenuer journey, and just the isolation that I felt during that phase of time. I remember one of the very first things I did after I made the decision to leave law enforcement and start my business full-time doing marketing strategy and web design. And this wasn't something that was brand new to me. I mean, this was a business that I had, um, at least in some shape or form, been been doing for a little while and and knew that I was going to take full-time for a fair period of time. And so one of the first things I did after I, I actually was done, I left my law enforcement career and and I started um, this business full-time was to go to the Denver Digital Summit. So the Denver Digital Summit is an in-person summit in Denver where thousands of marketers come together and there's breakout sessions that you can learn from in different areas of marketing. If you want to learn more about social media marketing or creating captivating lead generators or copywriting or whatever it may be. There's all these different sessions that you can go to and there's a vendor show where you can connect with different companies that can help you help other people as far as your your marketing strategy is concerned. And so anyway, I went to this digital summit and I think this was like only a month or two after I was no longer with the sheriff's office and it was awkward. There were, like I said, there were thousands of people there. And I thought, you know, going into this, I'm, I tend to be a pretty, I, I won't say extroverted. I tend to, I, I lean towards the side of extroversion. I have no problem communicating. I don't mind talking to people that I don't know and just walking up to them and uh, getting to know people and, and having small talk. And so I thought for sure, you know, I'm going to go to the summit. I didn't know anybody else that was going, but I thought, you know, I'll, I'll fit in, you know, I'll feel confident. I'll feel comfortable. I'll be able to connect with people. And, and I did connect with some people, but my overall assessment of things was that it was awkward. I looked around me and I was like, man, these, these people are weird. Like there's nothing that I have in common with any of these people coming from a 15 year career in law enforcement where, there's this camaraderie, this brotherhood or sisterhood that exists. It was just very different to me, and I felt very disconnected. I felt um like I was separated from my tribe and you know separated from the pack, and I didn't really know how to deal with that it It was strange to me, and I thought, man, is this the, really the right decision? I started second guessing my decision for starting my business and what I was setting out to do, because I thought, you know what? I don't fit in. I don't fit in with these people. This isn't my tribe. This isn't my group. And, uh, I just, I I wasn't sure that that was really what I ought to be doing. I struggled even, even after that for several months. Um, I, I would even say to some extent, this is really something I still struggle with. And that's that I felt like there was a lack of purpose. I think we can all or you can all understand how being a cop gives you a sense of purpose. I mean, really, none of us get into it because we're looking to make a lot of money. If we did, we wouldn't be doing it right. I I mean, there's there's something deeper there. There's there's a sense of desire to help the community to do something good, to get up every morning and say, yes, I know that I am going out and I am accomplishing something that is good today. And there's that that sense of purpose that that keeps you powered up keeps you driving forward and gives you this inner sense of purpose and so i felt like that was gone for a long time after i left law enforcement and i didn't really know what my sense of purpose was anymore and sure I enjoy what I'm doing. I enjoy helping people grow their businesses. I love the connections that I make with people. And I like seeing that... The things that I do in collaboration with my clients gets them success. I love seeing when they experience success and business growth beyond what they imagined because of what we're doing together, and that keeps me charged up. But it just wasn't the same. It wasn't the same type of sense of purpose, and I really struggled with that in my copper newer journey. I will say, as a side note, that my sense of purpose has been reignited and reinvigorated because of this podcast and what I'm doing or preparing to do with Leo to CEO.com. And so the the sense of purpose or, or should I say the lack of sense of purpose that uh, I struggled with in my coppreneurship journey is likely something you too are struggling with as a coppreneureur and sure, maybe you're doing something that's a bit less disconnected from the law enforcement world than what I'm doing in marketing strategy. but you know maybe maybe you're you're an instructor or a leadership coach or, or you know something that is much more relatable to law enforcement and you're still part of the law enforcement tribe. Even yet, I would venture to guess that you still struggle with this concept or this feeling of a lack of purpose. Because it's not the same as putting on a uniform, putting on a badge and a gun, and going out there knowingly walking into danger on a day-to-day basis because you're filled with the idea that you are doing something that is right and good for the community. So, Here's what I ultimately ended up figuring out and experiencing myself. And that's that isolation creates the feeling of loneliness. And uh, yeah, as as that word rolls out off my tongue, it sounds a little bit like, you know, this isn't therapy, guys, but let's get real with each other. Let me be vulnerable and tell you that it does. Isolation creates the feeling of loneliness. There have been many times um, over the last few years, as I've as I've been on my copreneur venture and journey, that I have felt lonely. I have felt like I was missing that that tribe, like I talked about. Now, again, I said I'm not a therapist, and and this isn't intended to be therapy today. Uh, I just want to be real with you, and and I want you to know either what you are likely going to face as a copreneur, or what you maybe are already facing, and and how we can. Uh, some ways that we can overcome that. Now, as far as therapy goes, we will be having a therapist on the show. Uh, I'm really looking forward to introducing you guys to her. She is an incredible, incredible person. She is no BS and loves working with cops and vets. That's all she does. And so um, we're going to do a three-part series where we're going to talk about things like isolation and loneliness as far as In your copper newer journey, as well as just on the job for those of you that are still on the job. Uh, But anyway, let's let's move on. Here's what I have to say about loneliness. Loneliness is a self-constructed assessment that an individual makes based on their own psychological and social needs. What do I mean by that? What I mean is loneliness is a feeling that is based on your outlook and perspective. It's not based on anything else. It's not based on your situation or your circumstances. It is all psychological. It's about how you view things. It's how you choose to look at your circumstances. So the ultimate golden rule here is to tell you that you are not held captive by your circumstances. Just because you're separated from your tribe, just because there's a change in your life circumstances, does not mean that you are, in fact, isolated and lonely. It is a mental construct. Therefore, what that means is you can overcome it. You have the ability to overcome that feeling of isolation and loneliness. Now... Loneliness, the big problem here is that loneliness and isolation affects your productivity. And so it, it becomes self-reinforcing, if you will. It becomes a norm that you you just get used to. You, you start to tell yourself, I'm isolated and I'm lonely. And eventually that that becomes the actual reality. You self-reinforce it. And it becomes the norm. And what that does is it makes you become more sensitive to things, distrustful and socially inept. And it makes it more challenging for you to create meaningful connections. I think you can see exactly how that will be detrimental to you as you are trying to start and or grow your own business. Obviously, you can't be sensitive to criticism. You have to be willing to hear feedback. You have to be willing to know that when people tell you your idea stinks, that it's not necessarily because they dislike you or want to see you fail. You can't be sensitive to those things. You have to be willing to take that feedback and pivot and adjust your, your trajectory. And so you can't, you can't be distrustful of everyone. You can't look at the relationships you build as a business and think everybody's out to get you here. Here's the thing. We, we're social creatures, right? And we need to have interaction. We need to have interaction with people because that interaction creates inspiration. And so without interaction with others, we end up lacking inspiration. Very few of the good ideas I have are something I just came up with on my own without any sort of external input. The ideas that I have that are good and successful are often because I see or hear things that other people are doing. And I either say, wow, that works. I need to figure out how to make that work for me. Or, you know, it's because seeing a challenge that's being presented to somebody, seeing a problem that they're facing. Gives me an idea for a solution or the opportunity to communicate with other people and say, Here's what I'm thinking of. Is this viable? Is there a use for this? Does this solve a problem? And hearing people's feedback, because a lot of the time the feedback is, you know, it might be yes, it might be absolutely, uh, that's a great idea. You should do that and that solves a problem. On the opposite end of the spectrum, it might be no. That's a stupid idea and that's not going to solve a problem for anybody. You should quit wasting your energy on that. Or somewhere in between. It might be, you know what? The concept is there, but maybe you haven't thought about this yet. Maybe you need to add this in. Maybe you need to take this out, right? We are social creatures and we need that social interaction in order to help our own success in our business. We need to be able to bounce ideas Off of people. All right, so we can obviously recognize where isolation becomes a problem. So what do we do about it? How do we overcome isolation as a copreneur? And I would even say more specifically in our given circumstances because of the stupid C word. So really, the first thing I would tell you is that you need to change your habits. You cannot do anything about your circumstances. You cannot do anything about the environment. You can only affect you, your habits, and your mindset about it. And so here's some things that I have found that have really been beneficial to me. And that's to first force yourself to find social opportunities, wherever those may be. Now, depending upon your circumstances, You may have more or less opportunity for that. But do things like find groups that you can get together with. I mean, no matter where you live, there are still groups getting together in some way, shape, or form. And, you know, there might be some other, you know, restrictions in place around how many people you can have or whatever all the other stuff is. But you can still find ways to get together with people. And I know it's more uncomfortable than it used to be because. I'll tell you, I mean, going out and wearing a mask, it it ruins my desire to go do anything. I don't find it a whole lot of fun. In fact, most of the time when I think about it and, you know, all these rules and restrictions, I'd almost just rather stay home. I I really don't want to go out and, and deal with that stuff. But. Uh, You have to force yourself to go out and find social opportunities in person if you can, but you can also find other virtual opportunities. Now, I know I, I ragged on virtual stuff earlier, but in the absence of opportunities to to be with people in person, virtual opportunities are the next best thing. And there's different levels of quality of, of virtual environments that you can connect and collaborate with people on. But find groups to, to join. These can be Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups. You know, there's, there's all kinds of different opportunities out there to, to join different groups of like-minded people. The one thing I would tell you to be careful of and be mindful of as you go out and look for groups of people to connect with is to make sure that it's not an echo chamber. Obviously, the biggest thing that I mentioned earlier that is the advantage of being with other people is the idea that you get other ideas from people that you didn't have on your own. Well, if you're part of an echo chamber, the chances of you getting those ideas obviously is diminished. So one of the things that I've you know decided to do this year is I am forcing myself because I work from home. I am forcing myself to go out at least once every couple of weeks and find a coffee shop that I can work at or a co-working space and just get out, get out of my home office, go and see other people. Enjoy conversations with people I don't know, uh, and, and just get out of the comfort zone, get out of the bubble, if you will, and get exposed to other opportunities to connect with human beings. Customer leads are the lifeblood of your business. Without them, you will not survive. The single most important thing you must know about leads is that you must qualify them, before you ever even spend a minute of your time with them. Believe it or not, this is something that even the most experienced entrepreneurs struggle with. Let me give you an example. When I was under sheriff, one of the most important responsibilities I had was hiring people to fill positions within the sheriff's office. I've sat in on more interviews and oral boards than I can possibly count. Of course, we had a very standard set of characteristics we were looking for, no matter what position we were trying to fill. But each position we hired for, whether that was patrol, jail, admin staff, or command staff, had a very specific and unique set of traits and qualifiers we were looking for. And our application process was such that we eliminated the bulk of our applicants before they ever even sat in front of the panel. If someone met all of our qualifiers, we were then able to invest everything we had in them to help them transform into the deputy they wanted to be. This is the same principle that applies to qualifying leads for your business. When selling, you are inviting the customer into a story in which their problem gets solved and they are transformed into a better, more fully equipped version of themselves. But not every customer is the right fit, and you really shouldn't take your chances on the ones who aren't. They will waste your time, your money, and your energy. So you might be asking, how do I qualify my leads? Obviously, there is a lot to unpack here and we could spend lots of time talking about it. But here's what you need to know. A qualified lead meets the following criteria. Number one, they have a problem your product or service will solve. Number two, they're able to afford it. And number three, they have the authority to purchase it. If any of these three elements aren't met, they either need to be resolved in some way or you need to kindly allow them to find a new direction. Check out every chapter of the Marketing Minute by going to psi.chat forward slash marketing minute. It's become apparent to me over the last, I'd say, couple of months that people in general are just craving a sense of community right now. And that's for obvious reasons. But I mean, I think in general, we all want a sense of community. We want to know who we can connect with, where we're safe to share our ideas and and get feedback on them. And so, I got to tell you a story about an experience I had last week. Last week or maybe it was a couple of weeks ago now as you guys are listening to this on the show, but a, I'll say a couple of weeks ago, there was a virtual summit the Business Made Simple Summit. Now, leading up to the Business Made Simple Summit, I was sharing the Business Made Simple book with a bunch of people. And and I several of you on the show have gotten the book from me. Uh, many of you have reached out to me and asking for a copy, and that offer is still open. If anybody wants to reach out to me and ask for a copy of the Business Made Simple book, it's 60 days, kind of devotional style where you can master leadership, sales, marketing, execution, management, personal productivity, and more. And this book is phenomenal. It, it is everything you need to know su- to successfully start, run, and grow a business. And so I started handing out these copies of the books and um, StoryBrand, uh, the company that I'm certified as a marketing guide with, uh, put on a virtual summit, the Business Made Simple Summit. And so I started inviting All of these people that I was sending books to uh, to attend a VIP chat room during the summit. That was just people I invited. And as we got together, there wasn't a ton of us. I mean, I think there was maybe 10 people in the chat room out of all the people I invited, which, you know, I was happy with. But what was really cool is what happened in that chat room. The engagement in that chat room was huge. It was on fire. Everybody was chatting back and forth and sharing ideas and sharing their their challenges, their wins. People were being vulnerable with each other. And it was really neat to see the sense of community that blossomed there. And everybody just came together. But what I noticed afterwards, as I thought about it, everybody that was in this group, they really came around a singular purpose. Even my clients that weren't former cops themselves. Weren't copreneurs, they still all, in some way, shape, or form, had a connection to public safety, law enforcement, or military. So some of them are serving specifically other. People in military and law enforcement themselves, either directly through their services or to uh, charities and that sort of thing that support law enforcement or military. Everybody really was around that singular purpose of supporting public safety and military. And I thought that, that was kind of neat because it it created a diverse group, but it also created an environment where everybody had a similar mindset at the very least. And so the engagement was just huge. It was off the charts. In fact, there were people making comments during the the chat that they were paying more attention to the chat than they were the actual summit. And they were glad that there was going to be a replay of the summit. And so um, what I realized afterwards was that this little community had huge impact. In fact, Somebody shout out to Mark Baxter, who's probably listening to the show, reached out to me afterwards and said, I met more like-minded people in the last two hours than I have met in the last two years. And that was powerful. And it was in that moment that I read that email from Mark that I came up with this title for this podcast. And actually, it wasn't intended to be a title of the podcast. I wrote it down as a new mantra. That I felt like needed to be repeated. I jumped up out of my chair, I wrote it on the whiteboard, and that was isolation is the enemy of excellence. And it was then in that moment I realized just how big the problem of isolation really is in our copreneur journeys, and that there really needs to be a solution to this problem. People need a place to come together. Copreneurs need a place to come together, share your ideas, ask questions and get resources to connect, collaborate, create, and communicate together. The reality is Facebook and other platforms suck. They're horrible. First of all, I don't trust Facebook at at all with with my privacy or yours, which is why I refuse to set up a Facebook community. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you've heard me talk about Leota CEO. And I haven't really put a lot of clarity into what Leota CEO is or what it's going to become. And truthfully, that's because I wasn't 100% sure. I'm still not 100% sure. Uh, I'm a lot more sure now than I was, thanks to a lot of the feedback that I've been getting from everybody, from you guys. I've been getting lots of feedback. I've been listening to feedback and ideas from all of you. And I've been searching for a way to serve coprenewers comp- through Leo to CEO in some way, shape, or form to fulfill and meet a need and fix a problem that you guys are commonly facing. It became apparent to me in all the discussions that I've had with you guys thus far that the first problem that needs to be solved is community. So I am building an online community as part of Leo to CEO. This community, the what I've envisioned here, not, not just out of my own vision, but again, from the feedback I've gotten from you guys, is a safe place to share ideas, ask questions, and get resources. That is first and foremost. And what I mean by safe is you can ask questions, share your ideas, and you can rest assured knowing that nobody in this community has false pretenses or ulterior motives. And I want it to be a place where cops can talk like cops. I want you to be able to speak your mind, speak freely, obviously in a business like environment, but I don't want anybody to feel like you can't be a cop. I get we have dark sense of humors. We just look at the, we look at things differently. That's just part of what happens uh, when, when you're in a career in law enforcement. All right. The next thing that I want this community to reflect, I want it to be an asynchronous environment. In other words, what I want is for this to be a post and thread type environment where you post something and people respond to you in a thread. Um, and vice versa. So it won't be like a real time chat because real time chat, it's hard to keep up on. It's hard to be involved in, because if you're not there in that moment, you miss out on things um, An asynchronous environment. You can log in and you know catch up on things at your freedom and, and find the things that are most beneficial to you as resources. All right. The next thing is it needs to be a private community. Not on somebody else's platform, not on Facebook or anything else out there. This is going to be my own platform that'll be private. Nobody is stealing your information. Nobody is using the information to remarket to you. It is purely just a private online community. Lastly, this community needs to be an exclusive community only for people who are serious about starting or growing their post Leo business. No looky lose. People will be screened to have access to the community. Um, And by exclusive, I do mean paid. I'm still figuring out exactly what that looks like. And I would love to have your feedback, but this will be a paid community. There are going to be amazing resources in here. I have huge plans for what to do with it. And the people that have already agreed to be part of this are going to be sharing valuable, valuable information that it is going to be worth every penny you pay for it. I guarantee you. So that's my vision for a private community for all of you copreneurs out there. And I want to encourage you to uh, reach out to me and be part of this new community as we grow it together. Now, as I mentioned, the community is just the first action item for LeoToCEO.com. I have other plans for it as well. And so I want to share with you just a little bit about what's coming up. So here's kind of my list that I'm going to spitball to you about what I have planned for the future of LeoToCEO CEO that is going to tie in with the private community. So I'm planning to do mastermind groups where these will be small groups of 5 to 10 people where we will get together for a 3 month period of time once a week get together on on virtual Zoom meetings to share the challenges that we're facing growing our business and set action items for each other share resources and encourage each other and hold each other accountable to actually achieve the goals that we set out the next thing is mini courses I plan to create several mini courses over uh, time to cover things like marketing and strategy and business practices and really anything else, whatever else becomes in demand from you guys as this community. Lastly, my other big plan is to put together a virtual summit. So I've already started gathering a list of people to, to be a part of, to be presenters in this virtual summit. This is going to be a environment with several experts to help you start and grow your business. And there'll be breakout sessions and small groups. And we'll cover things like podcasting, like how to start a podcast and use a podcast to leverage that, to grow your business, social media, Facebook ads. Uh, I want to bring in other successful copreneurs to share their stories of challenge and overcoming those challenges and their success. Right now, I've got a list of about 13 different speakers planned for this virtual summit. The list is growing and I would love to add some more. And so keep keep your ears open and your eyes peeled for more information about this virtual summit as I continue to put details together for it. So as you can see, there's awesome stuff to come. I've got big plans. I really want you to be a part of them. This community doesn't become a community without you. You are the most important element of this community and the rest of us need you to be involved in it. So I want you to email me, adam at psi dot chat. And let me know you're interested in being part of the community to start with, or, or maybe your, your thought is, you know, I, I'm more interested in, uh, the mini courses and wanting to know when that comes about or, or strategy or whatever. Right. So go ahead and email me at, adam at psi.chat or DM me on LinkedIn, or you can go to leo2ceo.com and you can fill out the contact form there. And I will add you to my list and follow up with you. So thank you for being a faithful listener to the Public Safety Innovators podcast. I look forward to connecting with you inside the community. Remember, stay innovative. Hey, thanks for sticking around till the end of the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review at psi.chat forward slash review. I would love to hear your feedback, and it will also help other public safety innovators like yourself find the show. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. Just go to psi.chat, click on episodes, and search this episode number, and you'll find all the links, descriptions, and resources we talked about. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe, and you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.